Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. 14 corners, just under two and a half miles, 2.439 to be precise. A couple of big action areas that we've seen already down at the braking area for turn one. A lot of people going through the cutout there. Uh, turns uh, four and five, five and six causing some problems. Uh, and also coming off the oval banking down to turn 12, you're able to get the car slowed down good if you can't once again you're running off through the excess almost like a joker lap in uh, in world championship rally cross it's john hindoff jeremy shaw and shay adam down in the pit lane good afternoon shay Good afternoon, John. And while the podium festivities are wrapping up, we are getting ready for qualifying. The excitement building down here on the pit lane as almost all the drivers have taken to their GTD cars. It's going to be GTD and GTD Pro going out first. And our drivers for this session, GTD Pro is exactly as expected. In the number three Corvette, it is Jordan Taylor. And in the number nine, FAF Motorsports Porsche, looking for his second career pole, Klaus Backler. It is both of their respective turns as the team have been keeping it fairly even. Jack Hawksworth doesn't like keeping it even. He is the qualifying driver for the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus that leads the championship as he has been for every race this season except for Daytona to kick things off. It is also the turn of both Alex Roberts for the Heart of Racing Aston Martin and Jules Gunon for the 79 WeatherTech Racing Mercedes. Now, in the GTD category, let's go from back to front, shall we? The man who's won here at the Brickyard three times before in an eight-hour race is Chandler Hull. He is piloting the 97 Turner Motorsports BMW. The sister car will be a man we heard from earlier on today, Mr. Patrick Gallagher. Kind of a hometown hero. He's from only about two and a half hours away. In the actual hometown hero car, that would be Andretti Autosport. And there, Aston Martin, they're back once again. And it is Jarrett Andretti doing qualifying for them. Ashton Harrison just gave me a nice friendly wave from behind the wheel of her number 93 racers, Edge Acura. She's ready to go out for qualifying because her co-driver, well, he's on the podium right now, so that's a little bit complicated. For the Porsche contingent, let's start off with Kelly Moss with Riley. In the number 92, it is David Bruley, and in the 91, the sister car, it's Alan Metney. Had to pause for dramatic effect there because Kai Mambrillo has been one of the fastest guys so far this weekend. Rexy was here yesterday, but he has left. And so Roxy is back for AO Racing. The pink dinosaur in qualifying will be driven by PJ Hyatt. The last of our Porsches is the Volt Racing one. That one is the bright yellow from Wright Motorsport. Alan Brynjolfsson, the man with his name over the door, is the guy who is behind the wheel. It's Misha Goikberg who is doing the qualifying for Lamborghini in their sole entry in this field for US, Art, US Racetronics and Forte Racing. So Misha taking that honor. His co-driver, Laura Spinelli, the fastest guy of the weekend so far in GT racing. Only one McLaren in the field. Already a McLaren on pole today in another series. And it will be Brendan Areeb trying to get another pole position for McLaren. But his first of the series and of the year. 
Sheena Monk is going to be aboard the other Acura, that one for Gradient Racing in car number 66. And now we get to the Mercedes. Well, it is Mr. Russell Ward aboard the Windward Racing Mercedes. He finished third here in the eight-hour race. Has yet to kiss the bricks, though. Can he do that tomorrow? He's going to have to fight off a factory Mercedes driver, Mick Grenier, who has shared a Mercedes with him here at this track before, I'm pretty sure. Roman DeAngelis is the man for the number 27 Heart of Racing crew, driving that car second in the championship, second in sprint, looking to try and claim some valuable championship points away. Anton Diaz Pereira is making his series debut, and he is going to be qualifying for Lone Star Racing in their number 15 Mercedes. And in the other Lexus, we have Frankie Montecalvo aboard for the number 12. He shares that car with Aaron Tielitz. Finally, last but not least, our championship leaders and the guys who have accrued more points than any other cars in GTD this year in qualifying. It's once again Madison Snow looking for his third consecutive pole position of the year. Thank you to Shea Adam for rattling through that lot. We're setting the grid for tomorrow's big race, the Tyrac.com. Battle on the bricks for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. RS2 is the home of IMSA Radio. Shea Adam, uh, Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindorf. Just two race weekends left for IMSA Radio and this one is going to be an absolute cracker. Great flag is in the air and the cars pull out onto the fast lane. Jeremy Shaw, we saw from the GTPs at least, uh, who will be last to qualify, uh, the a simulated qualifying session, which if we get something like that, will be fantastic. I said to remember this, 22 in the air, uh, which was, uh, that's two degrees higher. It was, uh, it was about 68 Fahrenheit and on the track 29 celsius which is 84 and that's a couple of degrees uh, or three degrees higher as well but that's still jeremy right in right in the bracket for what the engine engineers and certainly the tire engineers would say is pretty good conditions to go qualify good afternoon good afternoon ideal conditions for qualifying yeah i mean right for track records oh well we'll be setting track records here of course this weekend first time the uh, the, the series have been here in this guise, uh, so uh, it's it's going to be fast. It's going to be really interesting to see who can or cannot better the times we saw from qualifying earlier on. We'll talk about GTP a little bit later on, certainly. But in GTD Pro, uh, Klaus Backler put in a flyer right towards the end of that session earlier this morning to be fastest of all of the GTD cars in that Faf Motorsports Porsche. That car clearly benefiting from the. Uh, uh, air restrictor brake that it was given prior to this to get another three and a half millimeters added to that air restrictor allows more air into the engine therefore a bit more power a little bit of adjustment also to the weight they carry a little bit more weight 10 kilos than previously that uh, seems to have worked out uh, for the Porsches uh, and they are looking really really strong for this event uh, and in GTD as uh, as uh, Shay said uh, Mark, uh, excuse me, Loris Spinelli was who set the fastest time in GTD, non-pro so far, but it'll be Michel Goldberg qualifying that car this afternoon. But I think in GTD Pro, we can expect a really exciting, at least, I think, at least three-way battle between Klaus Bachler, Georges Gugnon and Jack Hortzlick, and we'll see whether Alex Ruberas can get in amongst it as well. And the unknown here is the Corvette, because it hasn't been very quick 
yet, but that's often the case, isn't it? On race weekends, we don't see the full pace of the Corvette until it rematches. Qualifying is uh, up it's right now. Just about everybody out of the pit lane. Uh, we've still got Gilles Gunon in the pit lane. Shay Adam. Well, he did go out, but he left in a massive gaggle of cars, John, so it was completely ineffective for what they were looking for. We've seen this from WeatherTech Racing all year. They tend to leave in the cluster, and if they can't find space on that opening lap, they come back in the pit lane, they cool everything down as to not stress the Michelins, and this is part of their tire warm-up as well. This is part of the advantage that they have discovered with this car over the course of the year, so don't read into this. Don't be concerned, because the last two times that uh, this has happened for this car, they've qualified on the outside of the front row. So it is a short session, only 15 minutes for all the classes other than GTP. And also once you've gone out of the pit lane, uh, it's down to the driver. You can't do anything to the cars, can't even bleed the air pressures. If you do that, you disqualify the car from the session. That's in everything other than GTP. We'll get to the slightly different rules on GTP when we get there. But for now, let's concentrate on what's going on on the 2.439 mile circuit here on the infield at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Slightly overcast, but qualifying conditions nigh on perfect, as Jeremy Shaw said early on Ashton Harrison with Racers Edge Motorsport not a full season entry expected to see them in the shorter races they've done one or two uh, extra from what we expected uh, this year 126.891 Jordan Taylor for Corvette Racing is the best of the pro cars 131.686 but this is early and what we should say Jeremy is that all of these teams will have told their drivers to do preparation on their tyres and that they're all on the same Michelin tyre but that will almost certainly slightly change from car to car and from the setup on the car but not everybody's going to do exactly the same thing. No and uh, what Shay Adam was just telling us from the pit lane about the the WeatherTech entry the Mercedes very interesting they come in they do a kind of a slow lap uh, and then come in, which worked really build a lot of temperature because there's no tyre warmers, of course, in the IMSA World Tech Sports Car Championship. Uh, but uh, just do one slow lap, build a little bit of heat in, then come in, sit for a few minutes, and then go out there and get it done. You'll, you'll probably have about, well, he, if he leaves now, here we go. That car just leaving its pit box with nine and a half minutes remaining in this session. Which is plenty of time for him to do probably three prep laps around here. Um, that gives him at 1.30, let's say, uh, three laps is only four and a half minutes. That'll give him three slow-ish laps, five minutes, and then maybe four minutes or another two or three really fast laps. And remember, the chequered flag comes out whilst you're on that lap. The lap will count. In fact, if you get across the line with one second left, then the whole of that next lap will count so long as you get across the line before the chequered flag and maybe that's the game they they are playing um, what you are quite likely to see though is all of the guys who went out first some of those guys may stay out for the whole 15 minutes Jeremy and just burn off yeah. their VP racing fuel absolutely right yeah that's the majority opinion I think out there but the two Mercedes the uh, team corner of Mercedes did the same 
Uh, strategy there as a WeatherTech car. Number 32, they've just left the pit lane as well. Uh, the Faf Motorsports Porsche, they didn't do that initial out and in lap. They just waited in the pit lane. That car is now out of the pits as well. So uh, different strategies are really, really interesting. Uh, Jack Hawksworth briefly to the top there with a, a 123.3 as the fast times are now beginning to come down. Uh, but Madison Snow clips, uh, eclipses that at 123.0. The fastest time in practice this morning with a 22.9 for Klaus Backler in the number nine Porsche. And right, be him, right behind him was uh, Loris Spinelli, but he's not qualified in the coach, Richard Reutberg. He did a 23.0, so good laps now being shown. That's the best lap of the weekend for Madison Snow in car number one. And as Shade said, looking to become uh, the positive for the third race in a row. Really wants the Paul Award at the end of the year. I was talking to Madison earlier on in the season, and it's something that uh, he feels that he can challenge for and certainly he is in with a very good shot of that with just one more round to go after this one and he goes to the top as we are talking about him a 123 well, zero. Improved. sorry improved jeremy yes yeah. 123 zero, 075 ahead of the pro cars and um, we've seen this before as well remember the gtd and the gdd pro cars exactly the same performance potential the difference is what the driver can bring out of the individual cars so one bmw is the same as another bmw the vasa sullivan pro car potentially has the same lap time in it as the vasa sullivan gtd car the difference will be what Jack Hawks within the pro car, the number 14 car, with the red number backgrounds, the red door mirrors and wing end plates, what he can ring out of it, as opposed to what Frankie Monte Calvo with the green number background, the green wing mirrors and the green end plates. Also, those colours are reflected as well uh, on the uh, windscreen banners, the ends of the windscreen banners. Nick Molly number 96 coming through to the middle part of the lap that bmw being driven at the moment by patrick gallagher and sitting in second in gtd for turner motorsport fourth in the overall the other thing we should uh, uh, again mention here i uh, appreciate there'll be people here this weekend because it's indianapolis and perhaps not used to seeing imsa weathertech sports car championship although there's two classes here as far as the grid's concerned jeremy it's your time that counts, and it doesn't matter what the colour of your numbers are. It doesn't, and that was a stunning lap there, I think, for Madison Snow. Uh, his, uh, his best lap in the, in the practice sessions was uh, oh, way back, uh, 123.9. So he found almost found a, a second. second wow. in car number one. Yeah, wow, indeed. So really, I think that's going to be hard to beat, I think, certainly for the, for the non-pro cars. I think don't think anybody's going to get anywhere near it. Patrick Gallagher in that number 96 car, the Liquid Molly car for Turner Motorsport. He is almost six tenths of a second behind Madison Snow uh, and second in non-pro. Uh, and he has got uh, about yeah, a couple of tenths of a second over Michel Grock. But now up into second place in non-pro goes Michael Grenier. That took team court off Mercedes. Uh, at a 1 minute 23.5, so even he is half a second down on Madison Snow. Jules Gunion uh, 
and gets ahead just of uh, Michael Grenier. Now, Klaus Buckler, as this morning turns a quick lap, he goes to the fastest in GTD Pro uh, at a 1 minute 23.3. Even that is more than two tenths of a second behind Madison Snow. Buckler, of course, he was one of the last cars to get out on track during this session. Now, with just over four minutes remaining, and he moves himself to the top of the charts in GTD Pro. This lap isn't going to be quicker. They're caught up a little bit there by uh, behind Ashton Harrison heading through the chicane. It's going to cost him a little bit of momentum, I think. Yeah, just four minutes left. Backler second, two tenths back. Snow in the pits. He's done enough. Seven laps, um, a couple of uh, slow laps to start with. Uh, two, three quick laps and then back in again. And look, even if he doesn't get overall pull, he's sitting uh, pretty at over half a second. Uh, oh, three tenths of a second now is Mikhail Grenier. Petit Kortov actually does a 23-4 in terms of GTD. So he's doing he's doing a good job. There's an improvement for Jules Gunon as the WeatherTech Mercedes crosses the start-finish line. And he's pulled to... Uh, Third position was in third, just improved, 23-2. Now, 0 0.065, Porsche and Faf Motorsport. Klaus Backler, half a tenth away from overall pole position, already in pole position for the GTD pros. So now that Madison Snow time is under threat, but we've seen him start on the front row alongside a pro car already this season, haven't we, Jeremy? Indeed so, that's absolutely the case, yeah, and he's... Uh... Klaus Backler now is, uh, has moved, as you say, to within a tenth of a second, and he's still a couple of tenths away from the time he turned this morning, is, is uh, the offering Klaus Backler. So, uh, is there more time in that Faf Motorsports Porsche? Again, that's one of the different strengths that was pulled by that team. They stayed out, it stayed in the pit lane longer than uh, everybody else before they ventured out for the first time. This could be his fifth lap, and it's good enough for second position overall and first in pro by uh, the better part of two tenths of a second over Jules Gunion in the WeatherTech Mercedes. This sport there, fourth position overall is the best that Madison has done so. Second row overall. He's in the pits, he can do no more. Who's improving? Jordan Taylor, 123.7 last time around. 0.666 of a second of him from Madison Snow. He's going to have the devil of a job to close that gap. Sorry, I'll get my cut. Uh, leaves him eighth on the outside of the fourth row when we come to uh, the start tomorrow, if it was to end the way it is now. Into the pit lane. Jack Hawksworth in for Vassar Sullivan. Be no better than fourth. Alex Riberas. The heart of racing team, no better than fifth in the Aston Martin. They don't have time to get back out and around, so they're just sitting for the end of the session. Even at this point, nobody can touch the cars until the chequered flag is out and the IMSA pit officials tell them that it's okay. The pit crew cannot touch that car. They do. That is going to be all of their times disallowed it's a very strict ruling qualified oh big slide by the Lamborghini the number 78 black and green arrow sponsored machine and 
huge slide going on to the middle straight of the circuit. Now turning through turn seven, that cost time there for Misha Goikberg in the Fortnite yeah. racing car, fourth in GTD, Jeremy put the inside of rule five, ninth position with the GT Pro cars ahead of him as well. Yeah, but uh, as you say, uh, fourth there in in non-pro. I think he's uh, given up on this lap. He wasn't sure. He was a good bit slow in the first segment. That was uh, Misha Goitberg, and his uh, best qualifying run this season so far was that he was third on the grid at uh, Lime Rock Park. Klaus oh. Backler goes through and does not improve. That was a slow down lap. He sees the checkered flag first. Ashton Harrison's gone through. Uh, she'll be no better than 12th in GTD. So there's the first of the potential challenges to Madison Snow's outright pole has finished. Jules Gounon is possibly the other, only other driver. Maybe Mick Grenier, if he can find some time, he needs to find three and a half tenths, and he did improve last time around to a 23-4, but he's pitted, so there'll be no improvement from Grenier. The team caught off number 32 at Mercedes AMG GT3. So Gunon in the number 79 car coming to the line now. He's on the front straight. He stayed out. Must, must think he's got a chance of improving. He does improve, but he doesn't change his position. 123, 290. He's only two tenths away from the front row of the grid and potential pole position. But it will be Madison Snow in the Paul Miller Racing BMW who captures outright pole position and will start the battle on the bricks on pole position for the GT categories in the number one Total Quartz engine oil sponsored machine. The Paul Miller Racing red, white and black car will roll down to the end of the pit lane. What a run of form this team and particularly this young driver, Jeremy, has had in recent weeks, had to do a little bit of a, an extra stint at VIR because Brian Sellers wasn't feeling too well, didn't face him at all and closed off the race in style. Yeah, stunning run of success for Madison Snow and Brian Sellers, third pole in a row. He got the, the lap record at Road America. Didn't get a lap record at VIR, but uh, he sets the lap record here at Indianapolis with uh, the... Actually, not the fastest time of the weekend in GTG. That was set by Klaus Backler this morning. I think Backler just mistimed that final run because uh, he took the chequered flag, as you said, at the end of a cool-down lap. Correct. I think he only missed, uh, missed uh, the opportunity to go for another lap by, by uh, a very, very slim margin there. Yeah, I think but, he's uh, spot on there, Jeremy. I think yeah, he nailed but, that one. Yeah, but Madison Snow, then, this is his uh, 12th uh, pole position in the modern era of IMSA competition since the... Uh, since uh, 2014 and that puts him he tied now for second on the overall list ricky taylor has 14 poles and he will now join james french jordan taylor and ben keating at least for now uh, on 12. yeah i keep forgetting that the, this series was here in 2014 because uh, yes. that was the first year of the uh, united what was then the tudor united sports car championship and, uh, and we weren't involved in the broadcast uh, that year and uh, therefore 
whilst I did watch it, I, I have to say I'm, I'm not as good as remembering things that I haven't been actually working on. Uh, Shea Adam is, is, I've got that much buzzing around my head that now it's full. So every time something new comes in, something's got to fall out. Um, that's my excuse anyway. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Klaus Backler, GTD Pro uh, for FAF Motorsports, a 123.1 and a 123.0 for Paul Miller Racing, for BMW and for Madison Snow. Those are your two pulls. Sitter Shea Adam is at the interview spot down at the end of pit lane, which is where all of the formalities and pictures will be going on. And I think it's going to be Klaus that we speak to first, Shay, is it? It is, and Klaus Backler gets out of the Porsche and he goes, not bad. Yeah, Klaus, one qualifying attempt here at Indy, one pole position. How hard did you have to push? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'm so happy. Thanks to the team, uh, thanks to Porsche. We had uh, hard weekends. Uh, before so qualifying was never easy the last weekends and uh, to be here on this special place on pole position it's really cool uh, it's front row start for tomorrow so everything possible for the race and uh, second last race of the season so it's also important for the championship there's a lot of opportunities tomorrow and also in the in Petit for the last event so yeah I'm happy about this now uh, we did everything perfect uh, we, we managed to put the car on, on pole and tomorrow is uh, the more important uh, part of this weekend so we try to win the race tomorrow it looked like you have a little more speed in the car almost that you were on a cool down lap when the checkered flag came out do you think that there's more uh, honestly my lap was really good um, there, there was uh, I also had a small toe so this was also helping on my fastest lap uh, you can always speak you know about uh, half a tenth up and uh, on down uh, if you can do better Yes, uh, it's always a chance to do better, but uh, it's not easy to, with all the cars out there to nail it perfectly on point. I think it was maximum uh, we could do today. We tried uh, in the last lap also, uh, but I ran a bit in traffic and I, at this point I was already slower, so I could not improve. But for sure we want to, to get our um, overall pole position. Um, we tried everything, it did not work out today, but uh, we are bowling the cars, so it's good. Good luck to the win tomorrow. Thank you very much. Good stuff from Klaus Backler. Yeah. Second pole position of the season for Klaus. is also on the pole at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca earlier this year. And uh, that team, they scored just the one win this season. And that came at Sebring. But uh, they've been on the podium more often than not. Uh, six times out of eight races they've been on the podium mm. in that Fast Motorsports Porsche. However... He was beaten to overall pole position. And there was a little bit of an edge in his voice when he said that. Yes. And the driver that has done it for Paul Miller Racing, the number one, is in P1, Madison Snow, 123.075. Madison, your first career overall pole position. That's pretty exciting to beat out all the GT Pro cars. But this is also your 12th career pole position, and now no one can get more poles than you this year. So another year of you getting the Motul Pole Award. How hard were you pushing? I mean, the Polo Award's definitely something special. Doing the overall is, uh, I mean, it's a really big accomplishment. We uh, were struggling a little bit here in practice, didn't really know where we were going to stack up, but we definitely made some huge improvements on the car going into the qualifying session, and that's what mattered. That was it. How much harder is it to come to a place where you have no relevant data, really, to then go into a qualifying session where you got 15 minutes to get it right? It's definitely a big challenge. I mean, you don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know where the competitors are going to end up. We'll see how the race goes, too, because we'll, we don't know how we race around here either. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. 
You could hear the smile in his voice. Didn't have to see his face there, Jeremy, to know that that young man is very pleased indeed. And as Sheer rightly says, that is the Motul Pool Award for the season for Madison Snow. He'll be taking that uh, at least at the Night of Champions. And uh, I suspect that it won't be the last time possibly even this weekend, that we'll be talking about Paul Miller Racing, Madison Snow and Brian Sellers picking up some silverware. No, indeed. I mean, what a year they're having. They've, uh, they, they're, they're very close to wrapping up both the season-long championship and the, uh, the uh, Sprint Cup, which they can do um, uh, tomorrow. This is the final sprint race of the season, so they just need a, a solid finish tomorrow to wrap that up. And in the Michelin Endurance Cup, well, they're in third place position there, but only four points behind the harder racing Aston Martin team. So that's to play for very much so for Paul Miller Racing going into Petit Le Mans next month. Given he's got nobody ahead of him, I think all he's got to do is get to the line to win the sprint cup because he's, he should cross the line first so anything that happens after that will make no difference for the sprint cup uh, at least uh, let's just fill in the blanks uh, we'll do the GTDs first Madison Snow on pole position as we've mentioned uh, it was Mikhail Grenier Mick Grenier for Team Koltov in second and Patrick Gallagher in third with Misha Goikberg in fourth that was Mercedes for Team Koltov uh, Turner Motorsport, the 96, that's the Liquid Molly car, BMW, uh, and then the Fortier Lamborghini, the Arrow Lamborghini uh, in fourth. Now, that's how they're qualified, first to fourth, but they're not on the front two rows because of the a plethora, a quartet of GTD Pro cars behind Madison Snow. So as they line up tomorrow, it will be the Paul Miller Racing BMW alongside will be Faf Motorsports Klaus Bachler in the number nine Porsche. Row two, Gilles Gounon for WeatherTech Racing and Mercedes AMG GT3. I wonder if they left it a tiny bit too late because he was improving pretty much on every lap and did so on his last lap. Remember, they were one of the last cars to go out. That number 79 car in the inside of road two then jack hawksworth for vasa sullivan for the gtd pro car the number 14 uh, on the outside of row uh, number two row three on the inside heart of racing aston martin vantage alex riberas in the number 23 and then mick grenier so there, that's where the second of the gtd cars comes then patrick gallagher on the inside of row four with jordan taylor for corvette alongside and the top 10 are made up by the uh, by gtd cars uh, with misha goikberg for lamborghini and russell ward uh, in 10th place for amg so, and then all the way down to Anton Diaz Pereira uh, in 22nd position, 17th in GTD for Lone Star's Mercedes. We've got the next set of qualifiers to come out. That's the LMP2s and LMP3s. As they get up to speed, let's head back to Shea Adam, who's on the pit lane, who can give us some of the, the, the qualifying drivers. What do you got, Shea? Well, this category is a lot easier to try and distinguish who is going to be qualifying the car because the rule book tells us who can go out in either one of the cars. For the LMP2 category, it has to be the bronze-rated driver. So for the 0-4 CrowdStrike entry, George Kurtz looking for his third pole position of the year. In Tower Motorsports, the guy filling in this weekend for John Ferrano, and John, we really hope to see you back here soon, is Dan Goldberg. Dan has been very quick this weekend. 
It is Stephen Thomas in the number 11 for one of the two entries with bright yellow and red on it. The sister car will have Rodrigo Salas, another one of our fill-ins. We've got Ben Keating, the man who is used to getting pole positions in every class that he runs in anywhere in the world, in the number 52 PR1 Matheson entry. Dennis Anderson is aboard the high-class car. That one is number 20. And last but certainly not least is Dwight Merriman in the number 18 Aero Motorsports LMP2 car. For the LMP3s, you do have a choice. If you have a 30, uh, the 30 or under age-wise driver who is a silver rated, they may qualify the car or your bronze rated driver. So once again, we are going to see Gar Robinson, championship leader, trying to get another pole position. He'll be up against Jason Rabe in the number 54 for MLT Motorsports. Performance Tech had a fuel injector issue in the last practice session. That took them out of the running, but I believe it is Alexander Korieva making his debut in qualifying for this session. Lance Wilsey is aboard the number 33 for Sean Creech Motorsport. Nolan Siegel and Bajoy Garg are the two drivers that I saw nominated to drive the two three in this session. And then the two drivers for AWA, we've got Ori Fadani and Anthony Mantella as normal. The last car in our field is the Ave Motorsports. I think I saw Kevin Conway in his fire suit ready to go. Tell me if any of the names are different on the timing screen, John. I'll have a quick look uh, when they come around for the first time. But I think you've pretty much nailed that, Shane. Thank you. So this is going to be exciting because Qualifying in P2 and P3 this year always is a proper stand-up bare-knuckle fight at the front of the field, Jeremy. And, oh, big lock up there for the... What of the... One uh, of the TDS cars going into turn seven. That was a very close call indeed. Uh, expect to see George Kurtz around the sharp end of the field, Stephen Thomas as well. Uh, and of course you uh, never write off Ben Keating who sets the quickest time first with uh, a car pulling way out of the way to try and get a little bit of space. That's the number 33-0 of Norland Siegel, Junior 3 Racing. We heard this week, Jeremy, that... Uh, Although Junior 3 will be continuing with their classic motorsport, uh, they won't be coming back as a team, as in Junior 3 racing, into WeatherTech and IMSA competition. And that's sad, but the, there's good news off the back of that as well for the man who's, well, I was going to say whose name is above the door, Mr. Junior 3. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Junior 3 being Billy Glavin Jr., mm. uh, who uh, runs this team very, very professionally indeed. And he will be running that United Autosports team for next season when it makes a full-time move into the into the IMSA World Sports Car Championship. So a great opportunity, certainly, for Billy Glavin. Uh, he's uh, carved a really good reputation for himself in this sport, not only through that historic business that's been going for quite a few years, but previously when he worked uh, with his dad at, uh, at Hendrick Motorsports in NASCAR ranks. So really accomplished guy. Uh, couldn't think, I can't really think of anybody better to run that United Sports operation from the United States. And they're going to move, they've got a sort of satellite. Uh, Richard Dean's got a um, United Autosports USA satellite organization, not a full-time base at all. But that, that was, I think, down in these parts somewhere wasn't no, it no it was in Pompano Beach it was in Florida. Florida. of course it was yes yeah. around the corner from Champion uh, yeah. Champion Porsche yes absolutely Champion Porsche and Audi um, they're moving up to um, where where Billy's shop is 
Yeah, which is Mooresville, North Carolina. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's a, a big change for them. It, uh, you know, Mooresville certainly is a lot more central than uh, South Florida in terms of traveling to the races. So, and of course, there's a, there's a huge motorsports community in North Carolina. So it makes a lot of sense for all sorts of different reasons. And a good, you know, great, I think a great move there by Richard Dean and uh, Zach Brown and the rest of the ownership team at United Autosports to make that connection. Yeah, nice, uh, nice little regional airport there for Richard Dean, who is a, a pilot, qualified pilot himself, to move in and out of. Often uh, flies around the UK and uh, into Europe. It's still Ben Keating, 118.761. He's got a second on the rest of the field at the moment. And guess what? It is George Kurtz and Stephen Thomas and Dan Goldberg in third position. Yeah. Bijoy Garg is the best of the LMP3s for Junior 3 racing at the moment. And they all improve the second uh, fast lap around. 118.3 for Ben Keating, George Kurtz. 118.3. 0.002 between <laughs> first and second. And so it begins, Jeremy. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, Stephen Thomas, he won't want to be uh, kept out of this little battle either. He's generally right there with them. He's getting himself up to speed. Dan Goldberg, though, in fourth position in LP2 at the moment, making his debut in the faster cars. He's been a, a contender in LP3 now for several years uh, and making the step up with Tower Motorsports this weekend, filling in for John Ferrano. John, we, we, we need to see you back in these cars as soon as you can. Still not hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, fully mended from an incident earlier in the season but Dan Goldberg filling into that number eight car and doing very well fourth fastest only a second behind Ben Keating at this stage and that is an accomplishment in itself that the GTPs have been allowed to come down the pit road and off for Gar Robinson fifth place in LMP3 Ooh. with the now I can't actually believe I've said that because it's so unusual the number 74 car the Riley Ligier has brought out the red flag. Turn six is the impact. And now. Yeah. Yes, control seeing impact at turn six. Uh, did he get thought oh, went straight on at turn five and six. Yeah, lost it going into in. the chicane. Yeah, then. very interesting. It's hit the it's a long way the tire barriers there and he slid across the back, the grass and bounced out. It looked like it went in mostly backwards and then bounced out. Now, th there is a minimum time uh, here, which we haven't met uh, yet. Yeah, do we still have that minimum time? Or, or we do, we do, we do in WeatherTech. We don't in some of the other series. Yeah. Like you just now, did something break there, Jeremy? Because that was an odd one. Because it, it wasn't as if he came through the middle of the corner backwards he maybe didn't wasn't slowing down enough but that was a big hit the tire wall um, i've said this many times before might not look the most high tech but banded tires done properly really dissipate the energy of the hit guards out of the car walking on his own and being spoken to by the amr safety crew so that's the most important thing the car will fix uh, and as they get out, get that car recovered. We're already down to six minutes now. This is all going to be whether that car, how easily that car moves and whether we need to put it on a flatbed. And we've got the flatbed coming. The IMSA EMR rapid response Porsche Cayennes are on the scene. And that is how Gart will 
return to the pit lane. So he'll be comfy in the back of that, no doubt. Taking he won't down. be happy, but he'll be comfortable. No, he will not be happy. He'll be, be not be happy. The, the question for me is what caused that? Did he clip a curb and something broke and th 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 then caused, caused something to break? Because uh, it was a very odd-looking incident uh, out there at turns uh, five uh, um, and into six. As he arrived, he arrived in the middle of the corner, pointing in the right direction, and even before he got turned in to the final part, the right-hander, he was already spearing off the track and uh, heading to the tyre wall, heading to the scene of the accident, as this old saying goes. Uh, spinning round backwards. Good afternoon to you if you've just joined us today at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Thank you very much for coming to see the Tyrac.com battle on the bricks. Shea Adam, Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf as part of our coverage this weekend, live of the action uh, in sound and vision for this as well. So if you are tuned in listening and whether you're in the US or further afield, if you head to imza.tv or imzaradio.com and click the menu button, you'll see the live video there. You can click down and watch this without any blocks, breaks or subscriptions. One more race weekend for IMSA Radio, and that will be uh, at Motul Petit Le Mans, second week of October. A little bit of a uh, heads up for you, though, particularly if you're following the Porsches, which we have the first race for the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America coming up after this qualifying session. Um, we we uh, will be giving you coverage from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Sega as part of Rensport, uh, which is coming up at the end of the month, last weekend of September, going into the beginning of October. And that is their penultimate event of the season before they're off to Cota. So if you've been following the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America, then that is our next one for them. At Shea, myself, Peter Mackay and Nick Tandy will be joining us uh, on the broadcast as well for the two, uh, for at least one of the two uh, Porsche Carrera Cup races from Ren Sport. We'll also have coverage of, uh, of Ren Sport for you uh, in, uh, along with our colleagues at Motor Trent. So that's all coming up in a couple of weekends' time. So that's going to be a bit of fun. And then one weekend between that and Mortal Petit Le Mans. And then we can call it a day for IMSA Radio. Um, here on RSL, Radio Show Limited network of channels. The... Our season continues with a, a couple more endurance races uh, out in the, the Middle East. So, Ben Keating, I, I don't think we can get minimum time here. We had a little, uh, around about seven minutes uh, of minimum time. So we need um, another couple of minutes at least. Now we could potentially extend. We've got 2.23 at the moment. Uh, the ranch... 74 Gar Robinson machine will uh, is not quite on the flatbed at the moment so that's going to take another minute or so
great work again by the EMR safety crew. Uh, who's the leader of the championship, Jeremy? If we have to go on championship positions and we don't get minimum time for these two categories? Uh, the guy who calls the red, Carl <laughs> Robinson. Mm. Uh, they've, uh, there's been four uh, championship rounds this season in LMP3. He's won all of them. So he's a healthy championship leader. Also had the pole position uh, earned at Canadian Tamers, Watt Park. You might remember at Watkins Glen, oh, yeah. uh, qualifying was was uh, cancelled for the LMP3. LMP3 is, oh, yeah, LMP3 is. So he didn't get to uh, qualify the car there, but he did start on the pole position by virtue of championship positions. We'll talk about. Oh, yeah, that was a really, really odd. Yeah, I, I, I think there's, I think there's a right rear suspension damage on that car before it hits the wall. I, I think something's broken on that car and pitched him to the left. And I think there's a right rear either tore, uh, A-arm or tore link um, or something in the right rear suspension. It looked weird as it was going through. Great pickup by our replay crews. I uh, always say that they work hard. They're working particularly hard this weekend. Uh, I doff my cap and say with the greatest of respect, thank you to our tape apes up in Charlotte, North Carolina. NASCAR Productions once again uh, producing the video and doing all the technicals for us so that we can see all the way around the track and talk to you. Thanks to the Alpha Truck guys as well who are on site and our camera operators of course and also BSI who are the technical wizards behind us being able to hear Shea and talk to Shea and her to talk to us um, both on and off air. Uh, both uh, Ray Ray and Rachel, part of the crew this weekend. I would say our camera operators are some of the most knowledgeable motorsport people around. Always good to know that we are working with the A-team. So thank you, everybody involved in the broadcast. What a season uh, we have had. And uh, it's been a long one, but I think everybody will agree it's been worth it. Uh, the time has just been reset to 2 minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, and counting so this suggests to me that the session will be extended slightly it had elapsed um, it will be I think one lap and a flyer and that yeah, should probably an outlap and a flyer yes probably. an outlap and a flyer yes yep. yes exactly yep. so um, and, and I, I like look, this. I mean, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I like it too, John. I like Everyone's it. completed at least four laps. Correct. So they've had plenty of time to get themselves up to speed. And um, I think that's a, a, a great call. Uh, so we get you know, get that get that done. I Down through the years, we've seen race control uh, with IMSA uh, exercise uh, great spoonfuls of common sense. And, I, I, you know, I like that. Uh, there's, there's a little wiggle room in the regulations and where they can and if they can and you know given that this is their meeting and we've just gone green with 240 talk call it 250 reset on the clock so basically it is it is like having a, a review in an nfl game uh, and the uh, the refs have just reset the clock to make sure that we've got the right amount of time to yeah. make this now, this is not great news for Gar Robinson, 
who crashed his car. But, you know, there, there will be people, and I'm not saying whether this is right or wrong, um, that say, well, you, you know, you've caused a red flag, you shouldn't be able to profit from it. Yeah, um, and, and absolutely. I, you know, he didn't do that on purpose. No way. That, as I say, that looked to me like a failure. But um, there are other series who um, don't write off fastest laps for causing uh, red flags, and I think that's something that that is a good, uh, a good. So he's going to score last place light points in qualifying. Shit, Adam, before we see the first of the flying laps, how much of the additional points for qualifying made uh, made difference in the, the championships that we're looking at at the moment, P2 in particular? Well, in LP2, the guy who scored the most amount of points has been George Kurtz. He's gotten 98 additional points through qualifying. Wow. Uh, the guy who's gotten the least is 26 points further behind him. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but that translates to a position on the racetrack. By the end of the year, that could be two spots on the track. And we've seen the championship decided by less than that. Gar Robinson, yeah. meanwhile, has scored 95 points through qualifying. The next, uh, the worst full season competitor has scored 78. So they have had a lot fewer qualifying sessions but still a 17 point difference and I bet Gar is going to lose about 17 points of his championship lead due to qualifying alone wow so yeah two fastest laps deleted so he's going to start from the back yeah pretty handy leader he's got 251 point lead coming into uh, this weekend with just uh, here and Petit Le Mans to go so uh, not, that's that's really not much of a concern and he wasn't fastest in this session in any case so uh, I think it's a great call by Grace Roberts. There's 10 minutes allotted in between this session and the GTPs. The GTP cars, they're already on pit lane, so they can shorten that 10 minutes without any drama. And so, again, great once again, a great call by Race Control here. And we're going to have to see that the, the, the clock was extended a little bit more, uh, by the way. So I think... Um, it was just under three gonna, minutes uh, when they were It was just out. under three minutes, yeah. indeed so. And, and that I was perfect because when I looked, there was when I looked for the red flag, when the red flag came out, there was seven and a half had been uh, completed. So it would have been 10 or 15 seconds fewer than that. The checkers are out now, so it is what you've got right now. Ben Keating goes across and improves. That's a super run for Ben, 117.950, and he stretches his lead over George Kurtz to 0.440 of a second. Kurtz improved as well, but not enough. Thomas goes through, he's improved. Stephen Thomas, Rodrigo Sales comes through into third, so it's the two TDS racing cars in third and fourth. Everybody improving, they've had to really go for it. But the person who's made the best of it is Ben Keating. He's gonna take pole position here, Jeremy, by a handy margin. Yeah, so that moves in into second place alone on the all-time points in the, the modern era of him. So this will be the 13th bowl position for Ben Keating. Great run for him. Uh, Joy Garg in car number 29 for Junior 3 Racing uh, didn't get out there to turn a lap, but his lap from oh, earlier on was good enough tight. because his teammate Nolan Siegel, uh, was he, he did improve on that one lap that he had there at the end of the session in car number 30, but he's four tenths behind Bajoy. So it's going to be Bajoy Garg in just his second IMSA Air Tech Sports Car Championship race that will have the pole position for tomorrow's race in LMP3. And look at the gap between the two Junior 3 racing Ligiers and the next best, the Decane of Ori Fadani um, in the number 13, the uh, Orlando.com car. Over a second between those two. So a second and a half between Bijoy and somebody who's not in a Junior 3 racing car. 
Yeah, that is that is impressive. And uh, Alexander Kreiber there in the fourth position, having had problems this morning for Performance Tech Motorsports, he bounces back nicely to get himself fourth position on the grid in car number 38. Well, that was interesting. Great stuff by race control to give us actual competition and Ben Keating rises. We've seen George Kurtz though being able to do that. Remember, he only had one lap last time out, I think it was, and he managed to parlay that into a super quick uh, lap. So he can do it. He had a couple of laps uh, uh, disqualified, didn't he? And he had to come back and do uh, one run. He only had one lap to do it and he managed to uh, capture a pole position but four tenths of a second for Ben yeah. Keating and the Texan uh, the Texas tornado rolls on oh yeah I know <laughs> I know great lap <laughs> great lap well 179 John his best lap uh, through the practice session was a 119.6 so uh, that that lap that he just turned right now is uh, is only been bettered by the pro drivers in LMP2 uh, after Interestingly, actually, after the two practice sessions, Dan Goldberg had the fastest time in LMP2 at a 118.5, which is a pretty stout effort. Didn't quite manage that to, to manage to match that in the qualifying let's, with that truncated session. Let's head down to our LMP3. Paul Sitter for Junior 3 Racing. They've locked out the front row. Here's Pijoy Garg. First ever pole position in this championship. I'm sure it's going to be the first of many. You said you picked up a lot between practice and qualifying. Is it just having the pressure of having to go fast in a 15-minute window? Sort of the opposite, actually. I was after after practice. You know, we had that speed, and I was just. It allowed me to just be more relaxed and deliver the lap, and I think that that was really helpful. Car was amazing. Probably one of the best P3s I've ever had, and. Yeah, just really great job by the team. Um, we got a 1-2, and hopefully we'll stay that way in the race. Good luck tomorrow in the race. Thank you. Now, uh, I, I know I, 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 I know that I called uh, <laughs> Ben Keating and the Texas Tornado. I know that is Colin Edwards. I've, commenta I've commentated on him when he was uh, at racing motorcycles. Uh, Brands Hatch, I think it was. Um, many years ago when we were doing the commenting turning for that but it seems like it is uh, it is appropriate here Adam because he has been vacuuming up pole positions and points this season and he's on pole position for LMP2 tomorrow yeah, and the most important thing is getting that clean start tomorrow, but also the 35 bonus points for the pole. Ben, I know that you're smiling thinking about that, but coming off a race win in Road America, now racing at Indy, best place to start is where you got it. Yeah, it's uh, the team did such an amazing job. We've been all over the place kind of ex exploring uh, how to get the most out of this car at this track. And uh, we've been right some of the times, and we've been wrong some of the time, but we've learned a lot regardless. And... Uh, uh, I'm really happy with the car we had for qualifying today. Uh, really got a lot of help from going over data and video with Paul Loop, and uh, uh, the team gave me a great car. I didn't want the red flag, uh, but it worked out. Uh, it worked out well. Well, yeah. I mean, you switched your tires on better than anyone else to be able to pull out that lap time in that final lap. What is it that you figured out that you've unlocked about this LMP2? Uh, that's a uh, you know that's secret. We, we can't we we can't uh, uh, reveal all of our secrets here. Well, Ben, good luck tomorrow on the race. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's a very good point that Shane made there. He really did fire up those Michelin tyres. George Kurtz was knocking on the door. 
green flag for the uh, battle on the bricks for tomorrow. Hello to Colby Payne, who's on the way to Bristol for the NASCAR this weekend. Oh, NASCAR at Bristol. I forgot about that this weekend. I'm going to find some time to watch that uh, as well. Uh, travel safely, Colby, and uh, enjoy the weekend. But enjoying listening to us here uh, as well for the Tyrac.com Battle on the Brick. Shit, Adam. GTPs, 10 of them. Who's doing the qualifying? You mean to say you didn't watch Jamie Howe doing the truck race on Thursday night underneath the lights? It was awesome to cheer on <laughs> another one of our sisters from the uh, Radio Show Limited family. All right, qualifying here. Money man, it is GTP time for the 01 Cadillac of Chip Ganassi Racing. It has been Sebastian Bourdais for every single qualifying session this year. Why change it now? The guy who has started more Indy 500s than anyone else in the field this weekend is going out to try and get a pole position. Timon Vanderhelm is going to be piloting the other bright yellow car. That one is the JDC Miller Porsche. It's been Mike Wackenfeller for the last three, so why not mix it up and give Timon an opportunity? Uh, I'll save the Porsches for a minute because that's a little bit intriguing. Let's go to the Acuras. Well, it's Ricky Taylor's turn to qualify, and indeed, they have let him strap behind the wheel of the number 10. For the 60 Meyer Shank Racing Acura, they have some great memories, do they, at this track? And it's their 350th sports car start, so why not give the opportunity to Tom Blomqvist since it is his turn? For Porsche, uh, no, let's do BMW, BMW next. We've got Nick Yellily aboard the number 25 BMW with his bright yellow helmet. And then it is Philip Eng in the 24. I thought it was going to be Augusta Farfus because it's his turn, but maybe they've negotiated and swapped over for Petit. Okay, uh, Cadillac number 31, Pippo Durrani. As always, as he goes flying by me, that uh, brought it straight up in my memory. Pippo has been the guy to start and finish a lot of these races. We'll see if they do the same in tomorrow's. Now we'll move into Porsche. We've got four of them. So I've already told you about the five. The 59, that's the Proton competition car. Jimmy Bruni has been amazingly fast in that car in his qualifying sims. He's getting a tow from Timon Vanderhelm, and he is looking to try and get a pole position, sneak one away. But for the people with their names on the speedway, their names on the race team, Porsche Penske Motorsport. They've been fastest in both of the practice sessions. Earlier on, we saw a great battle between Matthew Campbell and Matthew Jaminet. The two that won the GTD Pro Championship together are going out on track together in the two separate cars. And the last time one of them got a pole, the other started second. So let's see if maybe they can make history repeat themselves in the captain's front yard. There were the two fastest cars in the final free practice session. All right, changes here. First of all, we've got an extra five minutes. So this was a 20-minute session when it started. We've had three minutes uh, already of that. Secondly, you are allowed to change tyres in this session. And you can do it either starting with a used set uh, and go on to new sets, or you can start on a new set, scrub them in and come back for another new set. And I'm seeing, Sheer Adam, some very shiny new Michelins going on to cars up and down the pit lane. Lucky drivers, aren't they? Uh, yes, so the tire allocation was wide open the last time we raced at Road America. You were allowed six sets for the weekend, I think it was. Now, coming into Indy, they have changed that once again. 
and alternate. Three sets of tires starting now. Well, when the green flag flew about five minutes ago, that's all you get for qualifying and the race. So all of these cars coming in and scrubbing, like we've just seen from the 10 Konica Minolta Acura, like I'm seeing now from the Whalen Engineering Cadillac, this is coming in scrubbing tires that for the race, but they will at one point stop scrubbing and just go fast on one set. Very interesting tactics here. Thank you, Shea. She had him down in the pit lane. It does just mean that, that we've got to have a little bit of patience here, Jeremy Shaw, because we're not going to see the fast laps straight away. A little bit of, uh, of delayed pleasure for us and excitement as we wait for them to decide when is the best time. Still 22 Celsius in the air, 72 Fahrenheit. Track temperature's gone up a smidge, now 86 Fahrenheit, that's 30 Celsius, but still I would say right in the window of loveliness. Indeed so, yeah, it doesn't play to my uh, my strengths, that, the patient side of things. Um, I much prefer <laughs> the uh, 15 minutes, get out there and go for it. But uh, it, it's different and it's, uh, I mean, look, we've already had one qualifying session today, it seems like, in the, uh, the final 15 minutes of the practice session this morning, was absolutely fantastic. So if we, we've got 15 minutes to go now. Uh, we've done some tire scrubbing, there'll be a bit more to go, but I think the final uh, 10 minutes or so should be, if it's, if, it's, if it's half as exciting this morning, we're in for a treat. Newfound pace from Porsche and Porsche Penske Motorsport. Porsche Penske Motorsport, remember, running dual programmes, one here in IMSA, one in the FIA World Endurance Championship, two completely separate teams with a, 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 a outpost for Porsche Penske Motorsport uh, close to Porsche Motorsport over in Germany within, uh, I think, 20, 20 odd kilometres from Weissach, which is where Porsche Motorsport are based. Um, obviously, there's going to be some back and forth in terms of data and lots of testing been going on. And a spin, oh heavens, a spin early on for the Konica Minolta Acura and off the circuit as well for the number 10 of Ricky Taylor. He's going to have to negotiate his way back onto the circuit, go around some of the uh, parts of the track that are blocked off. He's down at turn one, and he didn't just miss turn one. He looped it, and he's locked up the Michelins. Now, has he flat-spotted those precious Michelin, of which, as Shea Adam was saying, there are only three brand-new sets from now until the end of the race. It's the classic turn one incident that we've seen right up tight to the left-hand wall, turns in, and the back end's just going to go away. Oh, no, it's not. He got much further round than I anticipated. He was round at turn two before he lost the back end. So that was on the throttle application, Jeremy, that he started to go right from the middle of the circuit. I would say he was not really leaning on that, but that car went around anyway. Just not enough, not enough heat in the rear Michelins, do we think? Jimmy Bruni getting up to pace. Yeah, just around he goes. Just uh, as you say, it was his outlap, John, and just got on the throttle a little bit too, uh, a little bit too hard there and around it went very, very quickly. Hopefully, he hasn't damaged those tyres. That's what you'd be finding out now, won't you? Yeah. Hasn't yet turned a representative lap. In fact, the only GDP, well, two, the only two GDP cars have set any sort of a lap 
are Jimmy Bruni and uh, Tymon van der Helm in the two privateer Porsches, and they're not yet up to, to the pace of the LMP2 cars who have already completed their session. Yes. Jimmy Bruni really in uh, fine form last weekend at Fuji and enjoying being in that Porsche with Harry Tinknell. He seemed to struggle a bit at Road America, John. He did, yeah. Jimmy. And uh, certainly uh, Harry Tickler was super fast towards the end of that race. But uh, Jimmy's struggling, but he, he's certainly been on the pace here this weekend. It, it is. I mean, w there's been a number of very, very experienced and talented drivers who have not easily got to grip with this new GTP car. Um, I mean, think of... Um, Think of everyone who's been struggling with the brake balance and the brake-by-wire systems. Um, in, in particular, um, I think of a couple of the Cadillac drivers, actually. Uh, it's taken them time. Now, obviously, Proton have had less time than anybody else because they're the people who've got their car latest in the season. Um, I'm sure that Jimmy will, will get his head around it. He certainly you know, looked a little more confident at... Uh, at Fuji, although they weren't different car, remember, it wasn't this chassis, but they weren't 100% reliable either uh, at Fuji. Should mention as well, we had another lost wheel from a Cadillac at Fuji, so that's at least two that we've had this year. It was the left front that went astray uh, coming down towards uh, the turn. 10, no, turn 12 area down the hill. Little off track excursion for Matt Campbell as he goes grass cutting. Mr. Penske will not like that. That's all been done very nicely. All the green spaces here being looked after by the uh, the green keepers of the golf course, which is uh, on site here. Matt Campbell continues. Jimmy Bruni turns his best lap of nice. the day so far. 1 minute 14.620 for the Italian, that's precisely one-tenth of a second quicker than his best lap this morning, which is good enough for seventh overall on the practice time sheets. People coming into their fourth and fifth lap, that was the end of Jimmy's fifth lap. Everyone else, well, Matty Jaminer, who's in second, is only on his fourth now, so still a couple of seconds and more to find there. We always say four, possibly five laps before you really get confidence in these tyres in a qualifying scenario. And that was just a little left front lock up a couple of moments ago uh, from Matthew, fr from uh, Matt Campbell. And that just put him on the grass. They really are, if you think they're not trying because they're not going quickly at the moment, they are struggling with tyres that aren't giving them optimum grip. No tyre warmers, as Jeremy said earlier on in the broadcast. And getting the tyres up to temp without taking too much out of them is an absolute art and Jimmy Bruni seems to have got it right at the moment down to a 14.306 now Time and Van der Helm in the JDC the second of the customer Porsches in second place a second away then another second further back Mathieu Jaminet the Frenchman in the number six Porsche. Three 963s at the top of the moment, but time still to come. And there's the BMW through. Philip Eng goes to the top for a moment because through goes the recovering Matt Campbell with a 13.8 and the first driver into the 13s. Great lap there for Matt Campbell. 
Uh, that is uh, that is uh, two tenths of a second quicker than he managed uh, this morning in that number seven car. Jimmy Bruni also got a couple of tenths quicker than he managed on that last lap. It now goes to the fourth position on the grid as we stand at the moment. There's still eight minutes remaining in the session, so a lot can change. But a good lap there from Bruni, one minute 14.3. Time in Vanderhelm on that last lap for him. That matched his best from earlier in the day as well. Four tenths of a second between first and second. Just three one thousandths of a second between second and third. Three. Uh, three milliseconds uh, between Tom Blomqvist and Jimmy Bruni. Getting very, very tight indeed. 35 thousandths, I should have said, between Eng and Blomqvist. Now, who's just popped up there? We've got Porsche Penske Motorsports first and second now. Campbell from Jamonet, two tenths of a second between them, and Campbell goes quicker again and doubles that margin to almost half a second, 0.418 of a second. Then it's a tenth of a second back to Philly Eng, the first of the non-Porsches, then Acura with Tom Blomqvist for the number 60 Acura, another tenth or so behind. Then that 0 0.003 gap to Jimmy Bruni now in fifth position. Porsche, Porsche, BMW, Acura, Porsche, and Cadillac have come to play as well as Mike Campbell goes quicker again at 13.6 taking him out to four, point, uh, four tenths of a second from Javanir and Ricky Taylor in third for Acura four tenths of a second between them half a second to Philip Eng in fourth position it's starting to heat up with six and a half to go another tenth of a second behind Philip Eng in fifth position is Tom Blunkus who's uh... He'd just done a, a slow lap. He improved last time around. Three tenths quicker than his best lap this morning. Acura's don't seem to be quite on the pace of the uh, Porsches uh, here at uh, Indianapolis, but uh, still got six minutes remaining in the session, so plenty of time yet to get some quick laps in. But it's uh, Ricky Taylor, the best non-Porsche at the moment, just from uh, Philip Eng, who does improve again on this last lap, but doesn't improve his position. 114.170 for number 24 BMW. He gets a 114.114 for Ricky Taylor, number 10 Acura. And at the moment, Matt Campbell in the number seven Porsche Penske Motorsport 963, the only driver in the 73 second mark. And there's another improvement for Tom Blomqvist. What a great lap. He goes onto the front row provisionally with a 14.0, and he has a 0.035 advantage over Matthew Jaminer who has a 0 0.024 advantage uh, over Ricky Taylor so second third and fourth not even we're just on half a tenth uh, between them that is so tight but what a lap from Campbell still nearly four tenths ahead of the field yeah that is impressive and uh, who's last at the moment in the GTP field Sebastian Bourdais but he is on a good lap now uh, he's a uh, personal best in first uh, two sectors, coming through turn 12 now, that's a pretty tidy line out of there. Kind of just two corners to go and then run to the chequered flag for the Frenchman. And right now, uh, ahead of him is uh, Tymon van der Helden, number five, JDC, most sports Porsche. And every, if, if well, let's see, wait till Bordet comes across the line, he improves up to seventh wow. position, 14.302. Yeah. All 10 cars now have gone faster than the fastest time at the test here at the end of July. That was a 14.655 for the BMW upon the DVDP. All 10 cars faster than that now. Because of all, 
uh, is uh, Stuart Maddy Campbell. And we have reached the minimum qualifying time, so whatever happens now, uh, this is a live session. I'm indebted to Anthony Florio. Hello, Anthony, hope you are fit and well. He's tweeted uh, at, uh, at Inter Radio. Just for comparison, and I know this isn't, this is nothing, I'm not saying better words or anything, this is for comparison, and this is why Anthony's brought it to our note. Indy cars in qualifying in the last visit during qualifying, high 109s, low 110s. So GTPs into the 13s in their first visit here, I think that's impressive. Very different car, much heavier than an Indy car, uh, quite a lot less horsepower uh, as well, uh, and a lot less downforce. Uh, as well here and probably a lot less tyre uh, as well here that's impressive these cars are seriously quick and they will get quicker every time they come to new tracks and every time they go out on the track because the teams are still dialing themselves in and understanding how to extract how to get the juice out of these cars and bring out the performance coming to the line now JDC Miller Motorsport Time and van der Helm doesn't improve. Pete Durrani does. Still only seventh though, and he's just over six tenths of a second away from pole position, which is half a second off the front row, which is still ruled by Porsche, Penske, Motorsports. Durrani dropping away from the back of Time and van der Helm. Trying to find a little bit of space. Three minutes to go. Still time here, Jeremy. Still time. Indeed so. We've got three minutes, three cars now in the 1 minute 13 club. Matthew Jaminet improved to 113.824. That's to 0.152 behind his teammate Matt Campbell. And Tom Blomquist uh, has improved again there. He's just 0 0.04 of a second behind the second of the Porsches. And he's now, uh, what, two and a half cents clear of the other Acura of Ricky Taylor. And uh, Tom Blomquist, uh, uh, he has scored more qualifying points this year this team has than any of the other cars in GTP. They've scored 183, which is two more than Ricky Taylor and Philip Albuquerque in the sister oh. Acura. Uh, track uh, limits uh, uh, violation for the second place car, Matthew Jaminet. He's lost his 12th lap, but his fastest was uh, a little bit earlier on, so uh, that's uh, not an issue for him, excuse me, it was the five car, my apologies, Time and Thunderhelm um, in that car, the JDC Miller Motorsports 963. Improvement there for Sebastian Bourdais up into fourth position. Now he also joins the uh, sub one minute 14 uh, wow. bracket by by a thousandth of a second, <laughs> one minute 13.999 for Sebastian Bourdais. And that's uh, quite a bit quicker than Pipo Durrani uh, Pipo Durrani's best is at, well, a 14-2, so it's only three-tenths of a second, but there's four positions between them on the grid at the moment. Bourdais in fourth position, Durrani in eighth. The two BMWs are sixth and seventh. Philippe Eng has all of 0 .003 of an advantage over Nick Yellily, who has pitted after losing a lap for track limits. And Matt Campbell, provisional pole sitter, with his gap to his teammate, a tenth and a half has come into the pit lane. Bourdais improves again. Ken Sebas bring something together here can he sort something out Blomqvist is in the pit lane at the number 60 Acura 113.939 for the Cadillac and 0-1 of Sebastian Bourdais he's on the outside of the front row needs to find a tenth near enough to move forward or switch sides uh, he needs to find just over a tenth actually to go onto the front row can he do it out on the circuit at the moment? Down through the yeah. gearbox. 
Bourdais has found about seven tenths of a second in that uh, number zero one Cadillac. 14.6 uh, with his best this morning. 39.39 each term now, just 0.075 behind Tom Blomquist. Uh, and uh, Matty Campbell, just before he came into the pits, turned another very quick lap. He's a 113.71, I think it was. Uh, but uh, fractionally outside his previous best, but still, that, even that would have been good enough for the pole position. Checker flag is out. And so the run to the line now for Sebas with the Sebastian Porte with the checkered flag inside the top three are already in the pit lane. He goes across the line, tips the beam and does not improve. Six tenths away from his best. So it will be a front row lockout at the speedway for Porsche Penske Motorsport. The pace that they have been finding in Europe translates to this circuit, probably one of the more European in styles. Uh, in terms of the IMSA uh, schedule this year. And it will be Campbell from Jaminet, seven from six. The two works, Porsche 963s. On the inside of row two, Tom Blomqvist, uh, Acura ARX 06. Then it's going to be the 0-1 for Cadillac. Then the Acura of Conningham and Alter, Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Global. In fifth position, the inside of row three, Philip Eng is the best of the BMWs, but by uh, actually increased that margin, did he? No, he didn't. 0 .003 uh, between himself and his teammate. So they're sixth and seventh with Pete Durani on the outside of row four, and then it's Jimmy Brody for Proton and Timer von der Helm for JDC. The two customer Porsche 963s, 59 and five, on the fifth row. Considering yeah. he's just locked out the front row, Roger Penske who is up on the perch in the pits. Doesn't look overly excited by that, but then again, he's seen it all, hasn't he? He is, yeah, and he wants another win uh, tomorrow. That's what his focus True. this weekend. The second pole position of the season then for Matt Campbell. The other one came at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Isn't that a curious coincidence? Because in GTD Pro, it was Klaus Backler that took the pole here this afternoon. He also had his only other pole position this season at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. I, I couldn't imagine two more different I was going to say the exact <laughs> same thing, Jeremy, about that. You know, you sometimes think drivers and cars fit a particular circuit, but you wouldn't have said that WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Circuit and Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course uh, would have had a, a lot in common. Congratulations to LMP Paul Sitter, PR1 Matheson Motorsport and Ben Keating in. LMP3, Bijoy Garg and Junior 3, they're locked out the front row uh, with Nolan Siegel backing up his teammate. In GTD, Madison Snow took the overall uh, and the GTD pole ahead of Klaus Backler in the GT Pro. Uh, and that is, th those are the other pole sitters. We'll have a word with Matt Campbell as soon as he has got off his racing gear. What a turnaround for Porsche Penske Motorsport in the last few months, certainly since Le Mans, Jeremy. They've worked really hard uh, in Europe and that seemingly has paid off, not just with their pace uh, in the uh, FIAWEC, but also here in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Yeah, it is, and they've certainly been making good strides here. I mean, doesn't seem much to choose between any of the cars here in GTP, but uh, that was a very impressive day 
for Porsche Penske Motorsports because they were first and second in this morning's practice, first and second again in qualifying. And Matty Campbell, his two best laps, as was the case this morning, would have been good enough for the pole position. Very good. Cars looking absolutely spectacular as we thought they would live in sound and vision but with no subscription required. We'll do the same for qualifying at Motul Petit Le Mans when we get into October. So make sure you join us for that, whether you're here in the States or further afield. Still to come today, plenty of action with Porsche to come. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America and, of course, the Michelin Pilot Challenge for the IMS 240. Shea Adam has our pole sitter for the Tyrac.com Battle on the Bricks. Matt, second overall pole, your third time starting on pole. How excited are you to get this done in the captain's backyard? Yeah, really excited. I mean, uh, obviously there's a lot of emphasis on us coming here this weekend to perform well, and luckily we have all through practice and now qualifying. So obviously we've still got a race to come tomorrow, and that'll be really, really tough. You know, really come down to track position and also strategy. We are 48 cars on track, small track. It's going to be very busy and hectic, and really we've just got to stay out of trouble and have a clean race and, and see where we end up. But uh, super happy to be able to get another pole, uh, especially at the, the boss's home. So uh, really, really good start to the weekend. You're coming off the win in the last race. Where's the performance change come in the second half of the season? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've always had some really good performances in Car 7, but unfortunately we've just never been able to put the weekends together. And now as a group, I think we're working really, really well uh, together with everyone on the pit standing behind the wall. And now the weekends are just becoming a lot easier and, and more consistent. I think that's a really big key. Um, you know, we're putting together the whole weekend a lot better. So uh, the speed's always been there, and, and now we're just maximizing it, let's say. You just used the one set during qualifying, didn't you? Tires. Yeah, correct. I mean, we had pretty good confidence. I did my quality shot there in practice too late. And, uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with where the car was. So I know, knew what I needed to do. Uh, it was just more of a question about the weather, how much it was going to be different to practice too. But luckily it was pretty close, and I knew what to do at hand. So uh, luckily it paid off. Congrats on today. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much. Cheers. Wow, that is very impressive indeed from the two Porsche Penske Motorsport cars separated by just a tenth and a half. And they'll lead the field round to the green tomorrow afternoon. We'll have it for you live on RS2, IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels and on the world feed as well if you're outside the US. Congratulations to all of our pool sitters. Thanks to Shea Adam and to Jeremy Shaw. Don't go too far away. We've got more action coming this afternoon and into the darkness here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And it's all live here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.